The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 4th of July. Angela Merkel does a turnaround on immigration policy. The options for the rescue of the schoolboy soccer team stuck in a cave in Thailand. Former Prime Minister of Malaysia arrested. And how to make 400 million in 10 years. This is your Squiz Today. Our first story up in the podcast today is that Angela Merkel, who's the Chancellor of Germany, um, has had to make a few changes to her immigration policy in order to stay in government. So what's happened in the last few weeks is uh, as the EU summit met of, over the last weekend, um, Merkel, of course, who's been a big champion of, of open borders, but particularly open borders within the European Union, asylum seekers were coming into the European Union and then trying to go to another country to settle. So mm. they had to come to agreement that the country that they first came to was the country that the uh, asylum seekers should remain in, which is a big issue for countries like Italy, where a lot of them are arriving. So a lot of wrangling to do there. But really when it comes to um, to the German border, which is where a lot of these asylum seekers want to end up, um, she's had to take a much firmer line with um, with some of her coalition partners really heavily breathing down her neck to just be a little bit harder on immigration or actually quite a bit harder, uh, particularly when it comes to the border with Austria. And she's also agreed to set up um, a couple of camps for, for people who are trying to come into Germany. So it's a big change of direction for them. But, you know, the alternative is the government folds and, and they get mm. a much more right leaning government because it looks like those forces are, are on the ascendancy in Germany. Yesterday when we told listeners that the Thai soccer team that was missing was found in a cave after 10 days, I was thinking they'd be happily at home with their family by now, but it's really not that simple. I know, it's really not that simple. Um, there's a lot of options that are being canvassed at the moment as to how to get these kids out and their coach. Um, one is that they just wait for the water to subside and that could take some mm. months. Um, the other is that they try and teach these kids how to dive and that's a really big issue because even experienced... How hard or easy is that? Well, yeah. apparently really, really hard and, you know, yeah. they've got the experts in there at the moment and they're finding it difficult. So whether they can teach this group to, to do that and get out. The other thing is they've got some experts there at the moment who are trying to find another way out of the cave and that might be somehow finding ventilation um, gaps in the cave that they can go upwards rather than through. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Yeah. Um, Malaysia's former Prime Minister has been arrested over uh, the missing billions from state investment fund 1MDB. You'll have to give us some context around this one, I think. So, Kate, when you were chastising me a couple of weeks ago about all the Malaysian politics that were <laughs> in the email, see, now you know all about it and I'm sure yeah. you feel much better for it. Um, I do. Yes. So, um, Najib Razak, who was ousted by Mahathir uh, Mohammed just a got a couple of months ago or so, um, he has been arrested. His homes were raided um, not that long after he was turfed out of government and it was only last week that authorities confirmed that they'd seized about $370 million worth of cash, handbags, jewellery, all sorts of other things. And, yeah, it's now that he's been arrested 
um, there's a lot of people who have been waiting for this. The one uh, MDB scandal has been simmering along there for quite some time and it sounds like the country's really looking for action. Yeah, and it's alleged that some of the money from the fund was used to finance films such as The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Miranda Kerr was bought a number of jewellery items with this money. So, uh, yeah, lots going on with this one. Uh, just quickly, Archbishop Philip Wilson, um, who is the most senior Catholic in the world to be convicted of concealing child abuse, has been sentenced to 12 months detention and will be eligible for parole after six months. Uh, it looks like he will serve the sentence as a home detention. And our corporate regulator, Claire Asik, today says that 2 million credit card holders are having problems managing their debt. And what that means is um, they're people who have either missed a payment or they've never cleared their credit card debt. So, yeah, 2 million, which is about 20%. people. Yeah, apparently of, of credit card holders. Um, Australia's joint credit card bill is heading past $45 billion, which is quite a lot. Mm. I think I'm doing my part in that, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly checking my credit card bill. Yeah. Uh, um, Answer me this, Claire. How do you make $400 in 10 years? Uh, You wear a lot of Uniqlo clothes and (laughs) you have to be Roger Federer, I think, is the answer. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Both. We can do one of those things, but not both. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's dumped Nike after a 20-plus year partnership, um, which is um, really, I guess, um, been interesting to people when when it comes to these sort of sponsorships. It's a big deal. Um, Roger Federer, who turns 36 um, or turned 36, he's um, not that far off retiring, people have been saying, for quite some time. Yeah. So he certainly Doing won't be playing though. in 10 years' time, I wouldn't have thought. But, um, no, good luck to Uniqlo. They've got a good um, and big deal. Well, lots of PR out of it to begin with anyway. Um, our listeners would have heard us, of course, banging on about our promotion in June where we rewarded subscribers for signing people up to the Squiz. We've done the count. And firstly, thank you so much to everyone who got on board and referred their friends to us. Lots of people are more informed, which is fantastic. Um, and as it turns out, we're the winners, Claire, because we got to meet Astrid Jorgensen. I know. And she's um, done a really, really great job signing up lots of people to the squiz, which we're very grateful for. But as um, as we went to um, to approach her to thank her, we found out that she's the founder of Pub Choir in Brisbane. So we've got a really lovely three-minute squiz on her today. Yeah, she's she's an all-round great girl. It's really worth a read. Um, I got sort of lost in pub choir videos yesterday. They're very, very entertaining. <laughs> uh, and finally, Claire, what's the subject line today? Subject line today is You Look Good In My Shirt, which I think uh-huh. is a song you should know about. It's Keith Urban. Oh, yeah, and it's obviously related to Roger. There right? you go. Well done. There you go. Nailed it. Can't love Keith Urban. Thanks. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic 
Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.